Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and the Lord be with you all. So good morning everybody and welcome to each and every one of you who are joining us over the Church Services TV system here on the internet and to all our listeners in West Limerick 102 FM, West Limerick and around County Limerick. This weekend we celebrate and reflect on the mission of the Church. On this Mission Sunday we reflect on what it is to be a Christian in today's modern world and what an important message of hope and love that we have that is worth sharing with people around us and all around the world. So we pray for a real consciousness of our role in this mission and we pray for all those who are on the mission, both here and abroad. We ask God's blessing on all of us on this particular Sunday. And today here in the parish of Abbey Field, we want to remember in a special way Dee Hartnett, whose third anniversary it is. Eileen and Tygeen Hartnett also of Conley, Kilconley Upper. And we also want to remember and pray for Frank Wolf of Nachnasna, whose anniversary it is. So, my dear friends, to prepare ourselves now to celebrate this Mass that is for a few moments called to mind our sin. Lord Jesus, you came to gather the nations into the peace of God's kingdom. Lord, have mercy. You come in word and sacrament to strengthen us in holiness. Christ, have mercy. You will come in glory with salvation for all of your people. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. We praise God as we pray together both here and at home. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father. Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son. Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father. You take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world. Receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God the Father. Amen. And so let us pray. O oh God, you have willed that your church be the sacrament of salvation for all nations, so that Christ's saving work may continue to the ends of the ages. Stir up, we pray, the hearts of your faithful and grant that they may feel a more urgent call to work for the salvation of every creature, 
so that from all the people on earth one family and one people of your own may arise and increase to our Lord Jesus Christ your Son who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit one God forever and ever. And now we have our readings from the Word of God. The first reading today from the prophet Isaiah. We read about the return of the people from exile, a return made possible by King Cyrus. And in our second reading from Paul to the Thessalonians, we here see Paul's concern for the Christians in Thessalonica. First reading, a reading from the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whom he has taken by his right hand to subdue nations before him and strip the loins of kings, to force gateways before him, that their gates be closed no more. It is for the sake of my servant Jacob, of Israel, my chosen one, that I have called you by your name, conferring a title though you do not know me. I am the Lord, unrivaled. There is no other God besides me. Though you do not know me, I arm you that men may know from the rising to the setting of the sun that apart from me all is nothing. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God. Responsorial Sam. Give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord Lord glory glory and power. O sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Tell among the nations his glory and his wonders among all the peoples. Give the Lord Lord glory glory and and power. The Lord is great and worthy of praise, to be feared above all gods. The gods of the heathens are naught. It was the Lord who made the heavens. Give Give the the Lord Lord glory glory and power. Give the Lord, you families of peoples, give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering and enter his courts. Give the the Lord Lord glory glory and power. power. Worship the Lord in his temple. O earth, tremble before him. Proclaim to the nations, God is king. He will judge the peoples in fairness. Proclaim, give Give the Lord Lord glory glory and power. power. Second reading, a reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. From Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the, God in Thess- to the church in Thessalonica, which is in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, wishing you grace and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We always mention you in our prayers and thank God for you all and constantly remember before God, our Father, how you have shown your faith in action worked for love and persevered through hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. We know, brothers, that God loves you because, and that you have been chosen, because when we brought the good news to you, it came to you not only as words, but as power and as the Holy Spirit and as utter conviction. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia. You will shine in the world like bright stars because you are offering it to the word of life. Alleluia. Alleluia. 
Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Holy Father, keep those you have given me true to your name so that they may be one like us. Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world, and for their sake I consecrate myself so that they too may be consecrated in truth. I pray not only for these, but for those also who through their words will come to believe in me. May they all be one. Father, may they be one in us as you are in me and I am in you who sent me. I have given them the glory you gave to me that they may be one as we are one, with me in them and you in me, May they be so completely one that the world will realize that it was you who sent me and that I have loved them as you loved me. And this is the good news, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we welcome each and every one of you once again. We're into a, a period of lockdown in the churches at level three, and it's likely to continue for a number of weeks, as we know. So we encourage you to join us each weekend here at our Masses at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, or at 12 noon, or at 6.30 on Saturday evening. Gather with your family in your kitchens, in your sitting rooms. Perhaps light a little candle, put a little statue or a crucifix on a cloth. Create your own little church at home. Now on this Sunday morning in every parish church throughout the world, from the great cathedrals to the little mud churches spread throughout the developing world, Catholics will reflect and pray on the church's mission, which is to spread the good news of God's love for the world and for people of race, colour and language everywhere. Here in Ireland, we remember and pray for the missionaries that we ourselves know. And I'm thinking this morning of some of the missionaries from Abbey Field, men like Father Tim Galvin, a native of Brosna, with strong links with Abbey Field, ministering in South Sudan. Bishop Michael Linhan, who grew up here in Crag in Abbey Field, now bishop of a recently created diocese in Honduras, Central America. I'm thinking of our diocesan colleague, Father David Costello, a priest of the Diocese of Limerick, coordinating the work of St. James's Missionary Society in Central and South America. And of course, there are many women religious too, like Sister Bridget Inright, a Mercy Sister from Arda, who has spent her whole life in South Africa working with the poor. I'm sure all of you who are joining us, you know individuals from your own parishes who are on the mission, as we say. We think of all of them in a special way this morning, many from West Limerick and from all over the country who have given their lives to proclaiming the gospel in lands far from home, many of them working with people who are in extreme poverty. And for the people that they minister to, very often our missionaries are the only ones through which these people experience what it is to be loved and cared for. The theme for this year's Mission Sunday is on the poster at the door of all churches. Together we can do more is the theme. Our focus on mission helps us to realize that we are all responsible 
for the universal mission of the church, sharing in the work of proclaiming the good news throughout the world. We are in this mission together. And while we marvel at the commitment and courage of so many Irish missionaries, missionary work and responsibility for that work actually begins with each one of us individually. In his message for World Mission Sunday, Pope Francis says, the call to mission emerges as an invitation to step out of ourselves for love of God and neighbor. To step out of ourselves for love and God and neighbor. The Pope reminds us that it is through our personal commitment and witness to our faith that God is able to show his love. And through us, God is able to touch and transform hearts, minds and bodies, societies and cultures in every place, in every time. So we are called to share in this mission, this mission of sharing our faith with those around us in the first place and then further afield. And we know that faith is strengthened when it is given to others. The very first people we share that faith with are the people closest to us in our own families. Parents, in reality, are the very first missionaries that we meet in our lives as children. They tell us the story of our faith. They teach us our prayers. Parents need to know that they are the greatest missionaries of all. They share with their children their gift of faith, their belief in God. And they help us, their children, to grow in the knowledge and the love of God. What a privileged mission that is. And outside of our families, our mission of bringing the good news of the gospel is to the community in which we live, our parish, our neighborhood, our townland. And in that mission, in that sense, mission territory is very close to us all. We're not meant to live faith in isolation. No, we are called to live our faith within the community of fellow believers. We are called to be, what we say, in communion with one another, creating and helping to build a local community that is united as one, just as Jesus and the Father are one. The prayer of Jesus in the Gospel for today's Mass should be our goal. Jesus said, may they all be one. Father, may they be one in us as you are in me and I am in you so that the world may believe that it was you who sent me. We help all of us to create the unity that Jesus desires for the world by putting into practice in our own lives the relationships and values and teachings of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Values of justice, forgiveness and compassion. That's what Pope Francis means when he says to step out of ourselves to be there for one another. God is calling us to reach out in mission to one another in the spirit of goodwill, in the spirit of our faith, in the spirit of love. This is our mission. And in his message for Mission Sunday, Pope Francis said that the challenge for the church's mission right now is that of understanding what God is saying to us at this time of pandemic. As people die alone or abandoned, as others lose their jobs with the necessity of social distancing or staying at home, Pope Francis says that we are invited, all of us, to rediscover that we need social relationships as well as our communal 
relationship with God. This pandemic is increasing our awareness of the need to reach out to others in the spirit of mission, in a spirit of social solidarity, especially as we face into further restrictions in the coming weeks. God will touch our hearts through prayer, which will always open us to understand the needs of the people around us. As people of faith in Ireland, we also have a role in the missionary work of the church outside of our own community. The faith community here reaches out to other faith communities, particularly communities in the developing world in Africa, Asia, in Central and South America. We are told that there are 1,100 new dioceses throughout the world being established or having been established. And our task is to support this kind of mission in our prayer and through whatever practical means we can do that financially or otherwise. In normal times, we will be taking an In the Mission Sunday collection today. All offerings made on behalf of the World Mission Sunday become part of the Holy Father's Universal Solidarity Fund. And this Universal Solidarity Fund is a lifeline for some of the most marginalized communities and missionaries in the church's family in Africa, Asia, and Latin America. In fact, it is essential not only for their future, but also for the church's future. And this is why Pope Francis's Universal Solidarity Fund is so important. It offers young and impoverished dioceses the financial assistance they need to help their men, women, and children to survive. Due to the lockdown, as I say, it is not possible to take in the collection today in our churches. Here in Abbey Field Parish, we encourage parishioners to put your donation into an envelope and we will arrange for it to be collected on Sunday, the 1st of November. And I know that many other parishes will be doing the same. I just want to conclude this morning's reflection with a prayer from St. Teresa of Avila, her feast day we celebrated during the week. I think it is appropriate for us as we consider and realize that we are all on the mission, that we are missionaries to each other. St. Teresa prayed, Christ has no body now but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks compassion on his world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands, yours are the feet, yours are the eyes. You are his body. Christ has no body now but yours. So at home now we ask you to join with us in proclaiming our faith as we pray the Nicene Creed together. I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, and through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. 
He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sin, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The love of Christ gathers us together this morning in our homes, in our kitchens, in our community, and on this World Mission Sunday, so that we might be renewed through this celebration of our faith and in our commitment to bring the gospel to the ends of the earth. And so we make our prayer to our loving Father. We pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, that he may continue to shepherd, steward, and renew the flock committed to his care. Lord, hear us. For missionaries, men and women of faith who have left their homeland to witness to the gospel in all areas of the world, that their example of love and mercy will guide the universal church in examples of missionary discipleship. Lord, hear us. For the whole church on mission in the world, that our faith in Jesus Christ sends all Christians forth to generously give of ourselves to build life-giving relationships in our families, our parishes, and our communities. Lord, hear us. For all our young people and all who are considering their role in life, that many will answer the call to be missionaries. Lord, hear us. For these parish communities around Limerick, that the support we give to the spread of the gospel today may bring us all closer into communion with our brothers and sisters throughout the world. Lord, hear us. For faith communities in the farthest frontiers, especially those suffering persecution, that they may have their human rights, equality and religious freedom recognized. Lord, hear us. We pray for deceased missionaries and for all the dead. And we pray in a special way this morning for D. Hartnett, Eile and Tygeen Hartnett, for Frank Wolf of Nachnesna, and also for Sister Anne O'Sullivan of the Hill Abbey Field and Mercy Sister in St. Mary's and Mount St. Vincent in Limerick, who died uh, yesterday. Also for our parishioners, John uh, Ward of Belloc, who died during the week, and his sister, Biddy Quigley, uh, Knee Ward, who has died in County Roscommon also this week. And for all the dead, and for all who have asked us to pray for them, that they may be welcomed into the light of God's kingdom, Lord, hear us. We pray for all who have asked for our prayers this morning. We are especially conscious of those who are ill and sick and the dying. We ask you, Lord, to give them your peace, your healing, and your comfort. And above all, in the darkness of sickness, give them hope, the light of your love. Lord, hear us. We place all our prayers into the hands of Mary, our mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you.
my friends, we pray now that my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his church. Let us pray. May the offerings and prayers of your church, O Lord, rise up in the sight of your majesty and gain acceptance, just as the glorious passion of your Son was pleasing to you for the salvation of the whole world through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Holy Father, Lord of heaven and earth, through Christ our Lord. For by your word you created the world and you govern all things in harmony. You give us the same word made flesh as mediator and he has spoken your words to us and called us to follow him. He is the way that leads us to you, the truth that sets us free, the life that fills us with gladness. Through your Son you gather men and women whom you made for the glory of your name into one family, redeemed by the blood of his cross and signed with the seal of the Holy Spirit. Therefore now and for ages unending, with all the angels we proclaim your glory as in joyful celebration we now acclaim, Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy death these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for all of us the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, he broke it and he gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when the supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks. He gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of all our sin. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith Save us, Savior of the world For by your cross and resurrection You have set us free And so as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection We offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation Giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and to minister to you. Humbly we pray that, partaking of the body and the blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Brendan, our Bishop, all the clergy, religious, and all who serve your people. Remember our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep 
in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. And today we remember Dee Hartnett, Eileen Tygeen Hartnett, Frank Wolfe and all those whom we want to remember and pray for. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Apostles, St. Ida, St. Teresa of Avila, and all who have pleased you throughout the ages, that we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and that we may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, with him, and in him, God Almighty Father in the unity of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. So, united in prayer at home and here in the church, we now pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our day that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. And so, Lord Jesus, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. So we pray that the gift of peace will be ours today and all the days of our life. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sin of the world. Blessed are those called now to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. And may the body and the blood of Christ keep us safe now for eternal life.
those of you joining us from home. Regrettably, there is that separation now at this point, unfortunately, due to the lockdown, not being able to receive Holy Communion. But we do make an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Most Holy Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were there already, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. And we offer up Pope Francis's prayer for protection from the coronavirus. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did at Cana of Galilee. Joy in feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. During this time of pandemic, we seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, but deliver us from all illness and every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin Mary. Amen. So we'll have the final prayer of our Mass and then some announcements for the parish here. Let us pray. May our participation at your table sanctify us, O Lord, we pray, and grant that through the sacrament of your church all nations may receive in rejoicing the salvation accomplished on the cross by your only begotten Son, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. So just some notices here now in the parish. We sadly announced the passing of Sister Anne O'Sullivan, formerly of the Hill here in Abbey Field, a Sister of Mercy, many years in St. Mary's Parish in Limerick City, and indeed in recent times at Mount St. Vincent. So we offer our sympathies to her family here, and her funeral, a private funeral, will take place in Limerick tomorrow in St. Mary's Church in Atlunkut Street. Also our prayers ask for John Ward of Belloc, who passed away during the week, and sadly his sister, Biddy Quigley, Nee Ward, also passed away um, on Friday, and her funeral will take place in Roscommon during the week. And we remember them and all those who died this past week in our communities around West Limerick, and we ask the Lord to grant them eternal rest and peace. Amen. Just one more notice, and that's in relation to our parish newsletter here in Abbey Field. Uh, people can pick up the newsletter titled Focus on Sunday uh, in many of the shops locally here. Uh, when you're popping in to buy your messages this morning, you can pick up the Sunday newsletter at many of the uh, shops here in the parish. It's also available at the Blessed Sacrament Chapel here, and it's online in our parish uh, uh, website. You'll be able to find it there as well. And again, just to say that on Sunday, the 1st of November, we will 
take up the Mission Sunday collection and we'll give you further details on that. And meanwhile, uh, November mass offerings or mass lists are available also at the Blessed Sacrament Chapel here in Abbeyfield. So our thanks to all of you for joining us this morning. Enjoy the lovely morning we have. Thanks to West Limerick 102 FM and Sacred Space for bringing us, uh, giving us a privilege to bring the Mass to your homes today. Thanks to Stephanie and Bridie here who have helped celebrate the Mass. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you all, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. We go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. When creation was begun, God had chosen you to be mother of his blessed son. Thanks again to Father Tony Mullins and the parishioners of Abbeyfield Parish for facilitating us in listening to Mass this morning. And also thanks to West Limit 102 FM, and especially Jason Smith, for connecting us to Abbeyfield today. So if listeners would like to contact us here in the programme, our text number is 87 667 That's 087-6088-667. Or email us, come and see inspirations, all one word, come and see inspirations at gmail.com. And thanks again to all those who continue to encourage us and pray for us. So on this week's Sacred Space programme at 11pm tonight here in West Limit 102, Father John Roach continues his work in Malawi in Africa. This week he shares his experience of getting on the wrong side of the government there. But now I'd like to play a homily that I'd heard during the week from Clannard Monastery in Belfast. And this is all about God works mysteriously in our lives. So let's say this. When I think about St. Gerard, I'm reminded of something that I've become increasingly aware of in recent years. I'm reminded of the way in which God works mysteriously in a human life. He was born in 1736, sorry, 1726, and that's 
just a very short time short of 300 years ago. He was born in a small remote town in southern Italy. He was the youngest of four children. He had three older sisters. And his father died when he was 12. And before he had reached the age of 30, in 1755, he died. But God worked so wonderfully in that life, in his life. And here we are this morning, praying to him who lived and died so long ago. I say that God worked mysteriously in his life, and we'll look a little more at that tomorrow and the next day. But God also works mysteriously in my life, and God works mysteriously in your life. And often, I think, we only see how God has worked in retrospect. It's only when we look back over our lives that we begin to see just how God has worked in my life. But God hasn't only worked in my life in the past, God continues to work today in each one of our lives. And of course, God works differently in each one of our lives. Quite simply, because each one of us is different. We heard in the reading from Genesis that God created each one of us in God's image and likeness. God created me and God created you and God created St. Gerard unique. There's only one of me, only one of you. There was only one St. Gerard. This uniqueness of our creation is beautifully captured in one of my favorite images. It said that there is caught in the flesh of each one of us a little splinter of God. There was a little splinter of God caught in the flesh of St. Gerard. And there's a little splinter of God caught in my flesh. And there's a little splinter of God caught in your flesh. And the extraordinary miracle is that the splinter of God that is caught 
in each one of us is unique to each one of us. The splinter that's caught in my flesh is not the same as the splinter caught in your flesh. And the splinter caught in our flesh is not the same as the splinter which was caught in the flesh of St. Gerard. We are created unique and God works uniquely in each one of our lives. But we're not only created unique, we're also created for a purpose. Last week, we celebrated the feast of St. John Henry Newman, Cardinal Newman. And he famously wrote that everyone who breathes high and low, educated and ignorant, young and old, man and woman, everyone who breathes has a mission, has a work. We're not sent into the world for nothing. We are not born at random. God sees every one of us and God created every single one of us for a purpose. So again, I have a purpose. I have a mission. I've been created. I have been created for a work or a mission. And so have each one of you. And so was St. Gerard. And the mission, the work for which I was created, is unique to me. The work for which you were created, the mission that God has for you, is unique to you. So this morning, as we begin these days of reflection on St. Gerard Magella, our prayer is, first of all, that each one of us would be helped to see more clearly how is God working in my life? We pray for the grace to appreciate, to appreciate more deeply the wonder of our uniqueness. And we pray that we may know what work God has given each one of us. We pray for the grace to know what service is God asking of me. This is what we pray for, and we pray through the intercession of St. Gerard. And so at this stage, 
I'd like to play an interview that I heard on Spirit Radio during the week. This was an interview between Wendy Grace and Independent Senator Ronan Mullen, where Ronan tells us about what happened in the Dalaran during the week, about the assisted suicide bill, which was being discussed. We thought it important to bring this interview to the attention of our listeners today. So let's hear this. One of the great privileges that we have here at Spirit Radio is being an independent radio station. So it means when things like the story that broke last night happened, we can rail against the groupthink in the Irish media and actually apply critical thinking to issues such as one that is being discussed at the moment, which is that of assisted suicide. I'm sure you, like me, might have been shocked that our doll last night voted for legalising assisted suicide by 81 votes to 71, so it passed through the second stage and they actually could have put forward an amendment that would have allowed the bill to be delayed so there would be time for discussion on such a serious issue. But they did not take that chance. And with me on the line to give his reaction to this passage of the second stage, we have Independent Senator Ronan Mullen. Good morning, Ronan. How are you? Good morning, Wendy. How are you? Well, just kind of briefly tell us about Gino Kelly's bill and what happened last night. Yeah, well, Gino Kelly's bill, talked, called so-called dignity, dying with dignity bill, is, is a bill that would permit assisted suicide in cases of terminal illness. And while they protest that it is very limited, of course, we know with euthanasia regimes around the world that what starts off limited really becomes an oppressive situation where older people come to feel a burden, where you have increasing um, recourse to euthanasia, uh, including in places like the Netherlands, it being proposed for situations where people aren't physically ill at all but are tired of life and that's what the, the next stage in, uh, proposed in the Netherlands is going to be. So this is a very disturbing uh, development. It, one thing that is very heartening is that there has been a lot of doctors coming out, particularly palliative care doctors, people who work with people who are terminally ill, people who work with uh, older persons, gerontologists and so on, who are saying this is, this is not a healthy development. This could undermine uh, and would undermine good palliative care, which, as you know, is, is the correct approach. It is about supporting people physically, spiritually, socially, economic, uh, economically, yes, but also emotionally and, and psychosocially. And very often the experts will say, when you reassure people that their pain and discomfort can be managed and you address the loneliness that can often go with terminal illness and the fear, people's attitude can become much more positive and you can actually help people to live well until they die. Are you frustrated at the moment, uh, uh, Independent Senator Ronan Mullen, because with the first discussion of this bill, there was 75 minutes afforded to discussing it, 70 minutes of those talking about in favour of the bill and just five minutes to those opposed. And even thinking of last night's vote, I find it hard to think of another parliament in Europe that would treat an issue as serious as assisted suicide in such a cavalier and indifferent way. Yes, you had the coming together of a very poor and and undeveloped second stage debate, which is the debate that is about looking at the general principles of a bill. It was extremely short and extremely one-sided, and they really should not have taken a vote uh, at that point. You also uh, had, of co- have, of course, a media.
media campaign, and this is why the likes of Spirit Radio is so important, because we have all heard in the media in recent times emotive stories, um, obviously of very prominent campaigners like Vicky Phelan. Their voices deserve to be heard, but they, there are other people with, 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 with different experiences of illness and vulnerability who have been less vocal, who must be heard. And I think there is a danger always with politicians that they go for the most emotive argument and they don't want to be seen to oppose that, when in fact a more careful scrutiny of the real implications of change here might, might lead them to be much more cautious. What, there was also, a, I think it has to be said, a tactical mistake last night. The amendment that was put down by the government side basically would have kicked this out for a year to be considered by a committee. Now they were, you know, giving it, kind of stressing the kind of the humanitarian objectives of the Dying with Dignity Bill. I, I'd question whether that's an appropriate description of the bill. But, you know, one thing that did happen is that those who were most opposed to euthanasia voted against it being kicked out to a committee, presumably because they felt we should vote this down outright because it's a bad bill. Now they're correct in that but their votes, the people most opposed to euthanasia, combined with people who are most in favour of euthanasia defeated the government's amendment and therefore then the actual second stage progress of the bill was the next thing to be voted on and there weren't enough anti-euthanasia voices to vote it down so it went through. So what happens next then Ronan? Well yeah, so that was a tactical mistake, I think, and a bad development for starters. But I think what's now going to happen is it, it will be up to the government to facilitate further time uh, for discussion of this bill at the committee stage, which is where you go through it section by section and where you have to consider all the amendments. And unless the government gets behind giving that time, it's not going to progress. And I think and I hope that the government will actually be very, very slow to let this bill progress. There will also be many, many amendments hopefully placed by good deputies like Carol Nolan and Matthew McGrann, Pather Tobin and, and, and the people in the parties who are opposed to euthanasia, which will, which will hopefully force a detailed consideration of this issue. Uh, so I would say things are far from lost, but it is really, really important that people communicate directly with their politicians in a courteous but convinced manner to say this is not the road to go in our society. Assisted, dying with dignity doesn't exist. Uh, digni- dignify, dignity and life is about respecting people and caring for them until they die. This is assisted suicide. It is not going to help quality care for ill people and elderly people. And it's really, really important that people support the likes of Spirit Radio and, and other media where they are willing to bring a more considered approach to this, that we can't just be deciding this on the basis of emotion or on the basis of hard cases. If this goes through, there will be many, many other hard cases where people will be made to feel a burden, where people who have only an economic view of society will say, you know what, healthcare is expensive, you know, euthanasia is cheaper. You know, those are the kind of... They're already doing that in Canada. They've already done their sums on that and published it in a Canadian medical journal. That's right, and I think is it in, in Seattle or in Washington State, you know, you can't get um, um, insurance uh, or, uh, for certain kinds of cancer treatment, but you can get insurance or you can get covered for euthanasia. So, yeah, we need to be really careful about where we're going here. A, a, a conscientious and constructive and scrutinising media was never more important. I know Spirit Radio is playing a strong role there and it's really, really important that current, concerned people 
communicate with politicians of all shades of opinion to show, look, this isn't about, this isn't just people of faith uh, opposing euthanasia. The common good requires that we protect human life and dignity and we need to support those doctors, those palliative care specialists who are already coming out saying this is a bad development, it shouldn't proceed. Independent Senator Ronan Mullen, thank you so much for joining us on the programme this morning. Well, I couldn't have put it better than Ronan myself just in terms of the importance of independent media like Spirit Radio covering issues like assisted assisted suicide in that in that considered way and that's breaking outside of the group think so I hope that short recording gave listeners an opportunity to become acquainted with the current progress of the assisted suicide bill as it makes its way through the door so we finish our broadcast this morning with a song really is from Psalm 139 it's sung by Seeds Family Worship and it's entitled Fearfully and Wonderfully Made so next week God bless now Bye
and wonder 